0: money fm eighty nine point three best of prime time market view on money fm eighty nine point three welcome back to money fm eighty nine point three we do see earnings season start to heat up here in singapore as well and this week alone business updates from some of the more notable reITs in Singapore, like Ascendas, Kaplan, Integrated Commercial Trust, and Suntech also on tap. And an interesting time to actually take a look at the REIT space. On one hand, you do have rising interest rates, perhaps causing a little bit of short-term price volatility. On the other hand, you have the gradual reopening of Singapore pretty much still on schedule that has lifted the prospects for many real estate investment trusts in this country. Well, UBK Han has had a fairly optimistic outlook, at least, for Singapore REITs moving forward. We'd like to know what's underpinning some of this confidence. Today on Money FM 89.3, we're joined by Mr. Jonathan Koh, an analyst at UBK Han who also covers the REITs uh, much more closely than I do, and will get his outlook on what to expect from the REITs in the last three months of the year, and if this reopening play is something we can really bank on. Mr. Ko, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome to the show, sir. Yeah, good to be on the show. All right. So, Jonathan, you know, even before the recent upside we've seen in the REIT space, and in fact, uh, their fortunes have started to improve just a little bit in the last couple of sessions, UBK has already maintained a rather bullish outlook on Singapore's real estate investment trust. Can you help us understand what's underpinning your outlook despite this rising rate environment that we're seeing?
1: Yeah, I think lately people are concerned about this, uh, you know, exponential surge in uh, Delta variant infection. And uh, our view is that, you know, the numbers looks bad and uh, people are worried. But uh, we do believe that the numbers uh, do peak in October. And then thereafter, you know, we have uh, the situation stabilizing and then after a while uh, subsiding. So so our, our outlook is that, you know, to take advantage of the panic and then therefore we see, uh, you know, uh, October, uh, as a good month to, let's say, buy into uh, REITs that are invested in hospitality and in retail as well because uh, going forward, we do believe that situation will normalise. Going forward, uh, situation will improve and therefore it is a good time to maybe buy when this, uh, this, these two segments are in correction. And many people are afraid that you know interest rate going up may be harmful for REITs. I think we, we did a study... And then our conclusion is that you know, risks are a combination of various things. REITs are you play, you play. Yes, that is true, but they are also defensive. And then, uh, the the underlying uh, assets are real estate, which which is a hedge against inflation. So, what we did is uh, to look at share price performance of REITs You know, during the last two interest rate cycle, in the first cycle being two thousand five and two thousand six, and then the second cycle being. Uh, 2017 and 2018, what we observe is that you know, uh, three months before the hike, you know, rates were doing well in terms of total return. Uh, during the process of uh, when the Fed is high, hiking the interest rate, uh, total return was positive as well and even the three months after the last hike. And this may sound a bit counterintuitive and, and the reason why rates are doing well giving positive return despite high interest rate is that you know, the Fed hike when the economy is strong and uh, and in the, the, those environments, the market is pretty buoyant, and the real estate market is also doing well. So it may sound a bit intuitive, but do go go look at uh, you know share price performance of REITs in two thousand five, two thousand six, and then twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. You you may be surprised that many of them have. A good positive return and our sh- shareholders actually gain during those period of time
0: so you don't think it's there's going to be a long term impact from rising rates, and we might just g- see just a little bit of a short term um, uh, turbulence at least for, pri- for 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 price for reIT prices moving forward, even yeah. though we start to see some of these pressures coming from rates
1: yeah we we look at it on a, on an index basis, that means we're looking at it from the overall the whole okay. uh, reIT market. And then uh what we realize is that uh, when when during periods where the fed high interest rate total return is positive you know whether you look at it before the hike during the hike or after the hike what differ is that uh during the first cycle when uh when the fed high interest rate to about you know 5 the fed fund rate was uh, 5% mm-hmm. those very those and and it was done over a very compressed period of 2 years so when the hike is uh very very ferocious and the height is, is many, very steep increase in interest rate. Yeah, in, in under those environments rates give positive return but they underperform the broader market. And then when we look at the second interest rate hike cycle, which is in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, uh you know the interest rate hike is, is mild. There's only nine hikes and then it's spread over three years. And the peak interest rate is about I think the Fed fund rate was two point two five. When where where the height is more mild and spread Across a longer period of time, uh, what we notice is that uh, rates again give positive total return, but they outperform the broader market so um, so it depends you know when when the height is less ferocious, uh, rates will outperform the broader market.
0: Interesting. We're still to speaking to Jonathan, yeah. co analyst at UBK hang here at MoneyFM 89.3, getting their outlook for Singapore's REITs. I'm glad you mentioned retail and hospitality REITs being those set to benefit from the reopening. But I do want to talk about the previous high flyers. As you know, last year it was all about the industrial and logistics REITs for the most part. And we've seen most of them, with a few exceptions, hold on to some of these gains. Overall, as we know in markets, things do rotate. Is a rotation away from the latter? Or from industrials and logistics necessarily in the cards because of the improved outlook for retail and hospitality rates? Or do you think they can actually sustain some of their gains? Yeah, my my opinion is
1: that the recovery for hospitality and retail does not necessarily mean that you know there will be correction for logistics and, and data center. So I think I think uh, maybe maybe they will be sideways. But, you know, uh, the companies continue to work hard on uh, growing, and then in particular, many of them are working on uh, acquisitions. So take, for example, uh, Fraser Logistics. You know, they are working on acquisitions in Europe. They want to buy more uh, logistic properties in Europe, and then they can get, you know, uh, a lower cost of funding uh, by borrowing in Euro. So as and when they, you know, finalize and announce uh, those acquisitions in Europe, that may be a catalyst for the share price. And then for for MapleTree Industrial, which is you know our top pick for data center, they continue to work on acquisition. You know there is a remaining fifty percent stake of their second data center joint venture that they have with their sponsor MapleTree, uh Maple Tree, uh investment. So I I believe that may be concluded in the second half of the financial year, which uh, ends in March. Uh. 2022. So as and when some of these acquisitions are announced, uh, they can be a catalyst for uh, the respective share price as well. So yeah, I think whether a good time or bad time, you know, as as long as the company execute on growing, uh, uh you know, near term may be sideways, but uh, as and when the acquisitions are announced, it will be a positive catalyst.
0: All right. You know, Jonathan, you, you were fairly busy actually laying out the OBK hands uh, case for REITs. And one thing you also noted is that it might be interesting to look at REITs with strong overseas footprints. And this could also be because of the gradually opening in other parts of the region as well. But, you know, as, as we've seen, the outlook for economies across the Asia and across Asia, uh, they, they vary for the most part. How do you sift for opportunities among REITs with overseas presences if you're an investor trying to find some of these opportunities you were, you were highlighting?
1: Yeah I think for for overseas uh, expansion and overseas in, investment we tend to adopt a bottom up approach uh you know look at look at uh, it's uh, more of a case by case analysis so for example for the US market uh, we like capital pacific oak and the reason is that they focus on magnetic growth cities uh, cities that benefit from immigration as you could imagine, if the population is growing faster, then GDP growth from those cities will be higher. And about 90% of their AUM is uh, devoted in, in high-growth cities like Seattle, Austin, Denver, Nashville. And, and many of them, they do not have a state-level uh, personal income tax. And, you know, there's a lot of people migrating there. Companies are also setting up operations there. So uh, they are able to grow faster. And in fact, in the first half of uh, 2021, uh, the, the they achieved a uh, positive rental reversion of uh, 5%, uh, despite, you know, overall environment being uh, lackluster. So for, for China market, I think we we like Capital Land China Trust. So uh, lately, you know, China has experienced uh, various, various changes to policy and regulation. But those changes to, to regulation for tech companies and, say, education doesn't really affect them in fact, recently they announced acquisition of uh, four logistic properties in China, and those that acquisition is equative to DPU by 3.5 percent. So, so those um, uh, weakness that we saw as a result of you know the the policy changes may may not be justifiable. So, current share price uh, weakness may, may be a good time to accumulate.
0: Now, while we have you here, Jonathan, I know you cover the banks as well, and we did talk about rising interest rates and how the REITs might perform. Well, how might the banks actually do in this environment? There is hope that rising rates could actually lift net interest margins that have been battered for the better part of a decade, really, for many lenders across the world is this the next possible driver for Singapore's banks coming off of the dividend reinstatements from uh, the second quarter, or is this going to be a negligible factor based on what you're, based on what you're tracking? Basically, um, how much faith or how much optimism can we actually place on interest margins improving if rates continue to rise gradually?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely a firm believer that uh, we are in the midst of a recovery. You know, um, Actually, if we look forward into next year, uh, more and more countries will recover because more and more countries will get, you know, have their population vaccinated. Uh, lately, we're seeing, you know, a reopening, be it, be it in Thailand, be it in Indonesia, be it in Malaysia. Malaysia also recently announced, you know, uh, they are allowing, allowing people to travel uh, across uh, states. So so going into next year, you know, more of this recovery is just uh, going to happen. The recovery will be broader. Uh, so banks... Uh, benefiting from uh, high interest rate, benefiting from NIM expansion, is a question of timing, uh, not a question of uh, whether it will happen. So uh, FED hiking interest rate, you know, Singapore interest rate is very highly correlated to the US. Mm-hmm. So so we, we take cue from uh, the FED and we believe that the FED will start hiking interest rate uh, in 4Q 2022, which means that the benefit from NIM expansion will happen in uh, 2023. So near term, uh, as we look at uh, you know the third quarter results, uh, there may be headwinds in in terms of a uh, NIM compression actually, but uh, you know those are that that is a short term phenomena. For for the three Q, we believe uh loans growth would be actually be very very strong because of the recovery. That that should more than offset the negative from a uh, NIM expansion. Uh, we do expect fees, particularly wealth management fees, to be uh, flat Q on Q, and then. Um, uh, in terms of like asset quality, uh, I think we should be hearing good news because you know uh, uh economic growth is quite strong and and uh MPL, some banks may even report a uh, lower m p r ratio so going into the third quarter results for the banks, I think most of the banks will be you know uh, achieving net profit that is uh really flattish to to some having slight increase uh, but uh, I do agree. That uh, interest rate eventually eventually will be going up and then for twenty thirteen the banks will benefit from NIM expansion.
0: Jonathan Koh, analyst at UBK Han, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join us today on Money FM eighty nine point three and to talk about your outlook for REITs. As always I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these times. And we look forward to next time you can join us on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you, JP. Thank you.
0: Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.